Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Happy. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, dude! Happy, happy New Year! Yeah, happy <laughs> no Joe Thornton yeah. Happy lack of Joe Thornton. Happy Joe Thornton on IR yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happy Michael Haley to the AHL yeah. Yeah. Happy John Scott yeah. Oh, he's, isn't he still suspended? I don't think so. I don't think he would have sent Michael Haley back. Oh, okay. If John Scott wasn't ready to go. I don't know. Who the hell knows, dude? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, dude. And Happy New Year to all the listeners out there. That's right, dude. Dude, I'm trying to find my copious notes. Dude. There they are. Copious notes. Where'd they go? There they are. Do you see? And show you uh, one of my Christmas presents here. Ooh. Look at that. Wow. That's nice, like, huh? A, yeah, like a dad and daughter, like I pad case that's, that's pretty right cool. that's right dude. snazzy you know what i was looking at in the new year dude i was looking at our vegas bet draft order as we were just <laughs> recapping uh or making plans for a vegas trip which we're going to be there very soon yep very excited i was looking at who has who right now dude mm-hmm. so Whom? um yeah m- <laughs> I'm the grammar Nazi now. God, this is so irritating. <laughs> Aren't I, you like supposed to be like an English teacher or no, something? No, I'm not an English teacher. I'm a drama teacher. There's two totally, totally different things. Theoretically, you're supposed to know how the like, language is used. Am no. I right? No, absolutely no. not. Drama's all about improv. <laughs> Just wing it. It's all about poor grammar. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Fine. Yes. No, you know what? I don't want to talk about this. Now anymore. we're not talking about this. Um. I, I thought this was going to be a funner podcast to do today, <laughs> but clearly I'm wrong. Oh, man. Whose side are you on? Who is side? Are Who you is side? So, dude, the bet. Who's? How are we doing? Well, yeah. pull up the playoff uh, where we are with the playoffs right now, and this will transition us into talking about our Sharkies in the last four games, I believe, since uh, we recorded after the Anaheim Overtime loss. Yep. Okay. So let's see. How can we see a little um, bit better? Conference? No. Division? Division. We saw division. Oh, that, right. that'll, that'll do it. Wild card standings? Uh, no. No, that's not going to help. Division. Us. All right. Click. Everybody just turned it off. Everyone's like, Click. Oh, wow. That's okay. amazing. All right. Let's look at the Eastern Conference, the Atlantic Division, dude. Yeah. Montreal. Who yeah. has Montreal? You do, dude. Woohoo! Yeah. In second place, Tampa Bay. Who has Tampa Bay? I do. You do. Yeah. In third place, Detroit. Who has Detroit? You do, because I would never have picked them. Me, me. All right, yeah. let's skip down to the Metro. Yeah. The Metro leading New York Islanders. Who has them? Me. Yeah, I figured that. Who has the other first place tie? Pittsburgh Penguins. Me. And you have Washington. Who has the third place team? Washington. Me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And now let's look at the wild card teams. Who has the first wild card team? The New York Rangers. Me. Yeah. All right. And who has Toronto? You. Yeah, but I have Boston too. You do. Okay, so I'm Boston is gonna finish. Yeah. In the top 
Eight, I hope. Eight. No, oh, come on. They better. Okay, they who's will. got Nashville? That's the big question. Nashville is you. <laughs> How about that for Blind a sweet luck. pick? luck. How about that for a sweet, sweet pick? I and mean, that's I, that's a great pick, dude. Okay, Chicago is me. Of course. Uh, in third place is St. Louis, which is you. Nice. In the Pacific, I have the Duckaroos. I would never pick them. I also have Vancouver. Yeah, and I have I have. And LA. you have L.A. Yeah. And we look at the two wildcard teams. Uh, the Sharks and Winnipeg. the Sharks and Winnipeg are tied for the final. No, they're not. Uh, no. Winnipeg is ahead of the Sharks. Is ahead so, of the Sharks. Uh, and they happen to play next. That's right. Tomorrow night. So Winnipeg and who has Winnipeg, dude? You do. Woohoo! So you, you you've got a few nice off the radar picks. The Islanders are my sweet off the radar pick. You've mm-hmm. got Nashville as your sweet off the radar pick. Uh, the most disappointing pick so far, Boston leading the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston, you picked first. Yeah. And they are not even in the, in the playoffs, playoffs right now. Right. And then looking at my picks, they Minnesota. Minnesota is my most disappointing pick. Yeah. They are fading. Fading yeah, fast. they're way out. They are not doing well. <laughs> uh, our Sharkies, dude. Yeah. Uh, speaking of not doing well. Right. Uh, since we recorded, they have gone one and three mm-hmm. with very. I think the L.A. loss we can stomach, right? I mean, you go to L.A., yeah. you lose three to one, kind of expect it, right? Home loss to Vancouver, not good. You were at that game, not good. They did not seem. My overall impression is just they did not seem to really want it that badly. It was just there wasn't a lot of urgency in the way they played. And Vancouver just took advantage of some some terrible mistakes, which is exactly what happened in the St. Louis loss. I mean, how many turnovers were there? A billion? I, I, You're talking about the St. Louis loss? Yeah, the St. Louis uh, loss. Last night. Right. That embarrassment. Yes, it was. Yeah. I mean, the first period was decent, you know, but the goals were off of turnovers, bad giveaways, and... And slowly, St. Louis was able to pull away. You give a team like that too many opportunities, they're going to beat you, and that's what the Sharks did. It was not not a good not a good performance by the Sharks at all. And Niemi was pulled after the sixth goal, um, which was a really, really particularly bad goal. And Stalock came in and and then got extremely unlucky on the seventh goal that went off the defenseman's skate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not not great. I, I mean, the only the only good thing about it was Carlson had another goal, and and he's looking like he's here to stay. Yeah, as nearly as I can tell. And that's that's definitely good news. The most bizarre thing in just classic Sharks fashion about these last four games is after laying a stinker at home against Vancouver, I was like, oh god, the Ducks game. I just don't even want to have any part of this. Like this is going to be humiliating and awful. Right. And then Joe Thornton gets hurt. Yep. Early in that game. Yep. And then the Sharks win and shut out the Ducks in Anaheim. Yeah, I know. Vintage Sharks, it's right? The, classic. Classic Sharks. They are lay a total stinker at home, and then they go on the road in the second game of a back-to-back, an early start, all the factors against them, mm-hmm. and they win. And, yeah. and one they shouldn't. And then they come home and get completely blitzed yeah. by St. Louis. Right. So um, this poor end to 
2014 and a bad start to 2015 has seen the Sharks slip from second in the in the Pacific to now in the final wild card spot. With I mean, it's weird. Who'd have thought we'd be saying with a very important matchup against Winnipeg tomorrow night? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I never would have guessed that. This is a big game. And the question is, can they beat the Jets without Joe Thornton? Joe Thornton. Well, they haven't. They <laughs> certainly a lot. There's a lot of hue and cry on Twitter about Joe Thornton missing, and and I've noticed a lot of people saying stuff. This is what you get. Joe Thornton's out. You wanted to trade Joe Thornton. This is what the Sharks look like without him. Which is, I mean, true. I don't think anybody said that we're going to trade Joe Thornton and the team's immediately going to get better. He's the Sharks' best player. What do you think is going to happen? We also would have figured in this hypothetical situation they wouldn't have been trading him for no players. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's trade him, and in, in, in return, we will take nothing. Right. Nothing that will help us immediately. Well, you know, I mean, if you took, like, a, a top three draft pick in a, in a good prospect that's not ready for the now, NHL. I think in in that situation, there would have been... In this hypothetical situation that everyone loves to take us to task for, right? Um, there would have been some other player put in this position. Maybe Derek Roy. <laughs> he was available. <laughs> or David Perron. I can't wait. I want to talk about that. Okay. Total and we'll talk disturbing about- situation at the end. We'll talk right? about that at the end. We have lots of but stuff yes, to talk about. But yes, you're today. right. Yes, is this is what the Sharks look like without George Thornton. I mean, you could say they played half a game without him in Anaheim and did fine. They held on. Are they a better team with Joe Thornton? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, who, who's going to say that they're not? Let's, let's not even bother to no, ask that, that question. That's, that's the stupid question, right? right? Right. So can they beat Winnipeg without Joe Thornton? I mean, I, I think there was someone, it was either Couture or Pavelski, probably Pavelski because they don't let Couture speak after the games because uh, <laughs> he doesn't have an A. Um, said something like this team has to be bigger than one player. Right. That's right. So find a way to win. Obviously it's not good. Joe's on IR. Right. Right. Yeah. It's going to be out. They think maybe he'll be back for the road trip coming up, but he's certainly not going to play on Monday night. Mm -hmm. So he's going to miss the next two. Can they they beat Winnipeg without him? They need to, they need to be able to do that. If they're going to be a playoff team, they're going to need to be able to do something like that. Is this team mentally strong enough to pull that off? Who knows? Nobody knows at this point. Well, this is they weird. go they go and beat they go and beat Anaheim in Anaheim. Although, you know, I thought Anaheim was pretenders last year, and then I took them a little bit more seriously this year, and now they're looking a little bit more like pretenders again. They are they do still have the most points in the NHL, but their goal differential is only plus five. That is, they've only scored five more goals than they've let in. And they are 26-9-6. and six. Now, let's take, say, the Montreal Canadiens, okay, who have 54 points. They are plus 19 goals. They have their differential. They've scored 14 more goals or scored 19 more goals than they've given up. And then we look at a team like Chicago that has the same number of points as Montreal. They're plus 39. So... Anaheim, I think, has an awesome record in one-goal games right now. They're winning all the tight games, which can sometimes just be sort of lucky. So maybe Anaheim are pretenders. As long as they lead the NHL in points, I'm not going to fully buy into that argument. But the fact is, you know, they've given up 
uh, more goals than Vancouver, LA, and the Sharks and Calgary. Um, you know, they don't. Their defense does not seem to be particularly stingy. So, you know, maybe Anaheim isn't all they're cracked up, cracked up to be in the standings. I right think now. you hit it right on the note where you said they're not all crapped up to be. <laughs> <laughs> not, they're not, obviously they're a very good team. They're very they're the best team in the NHL right now by points. But I agree with you. If I had to pick who the Sharks would play in the first round, I would way rather play them than L.A. Oh, There's yeah. no question about it. I I would way rather yeah, yeah. draw the Ducks than the Kings. That's true. The Kings are better no matter what the standings say. They're a better team. So, um, dude, let's talk about some things that have been in print and then some things that have also been on the airwaves mm-hmm. in the last week. Yep. Uh, I want you to just pick print or radio. Which way do you want to go first? Radio. Radio. I like radio. All right. David Pollack was on KMBR, uh, a scintillating interview. As always. <laughs> uh, with Pollock and Ray Ratto uh, <laughs> dishing like, about the Sharks. Who could be grouchier? But <laughs> and I, I don't know. Uh, there wasn't any landmines delivered, but there were some interesting comments by David Pollock. I mean, they talked a little bit about... Joe Thorne, I mean, Ratto basically bringing up that absolutely nothing's different and that this is totally the same. Some things I got from what Pollock said is that, you know, as we've speculated, that there's a 0% chance that Todd McClellan is going anywhere, that he um, feels completely safe in his job. Everybody feels safe about his job. And Pollock Pollock said that. Pollock said that, okay. and he also speculated that maybe McClellan doesn't feel any sort of concern about it because he knows, and as we all do, that if he got fired, he would be hired just like Boudreaux was in 24 hours. Right. Someone would then fire their coach and hire Todd McClellan. Right. Would happen so fast. So, Does that mean he hasn't lost the room? I don't know. I don't you know? know either. And and Mark tweeted at us. I, I tweeted earlier today saying we're recording tonight, and a lot of people sent in some Twitter questions and things, and Mark says, this is a good time as any to fire T-Mac, right? The players have stopped listening. I guess we don't know if the players have stopped listening or not, but, but Mark, it certainly seems like, based on what David Pollock says, and and he's about as good of a source as, as you can find, uh, T-Mac's not going anyplace. He's not going anyplace, according to Pollock. So uh, I thought that was an interesting comment. Uh, they talked a little bit about Joe Thornton, about you know his you know displacement as captain, but then getting the A back and that whole drama playing yeah. out, and that how you know management wanted uh, to have the culture changed in the room, and that he said he feels Joe Thornton has been defiant this year. He said he's been defiant, that he has said repeatedly that he's not going to change anything that he does on or off the ice. Okay. So while management has said we want change, (laughs) he keeps saying, well, I'm not going to change. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And he's having another very good season. Excellent season. So when asked who his two most consistent sharks were, he said Jumbo and? Mark Edward Vlasic. No, he said Pavelski. Okay. He said Pavelski. So uh, you could make a case for Vlasic, I would certainly yeah. think. But uh, those were the guys that he said. They also talked a little about leadership in the room, how, um, you know, uh, he's not in the locker room, but supposedly there are more guys speaking up this year than there have been in the past because they feel like they've been given permission a little bit more uh, to speak up. But that 
there still needs to be from what he understands the the culture in the locker room is still a significant work in progress. Okay. So um <laughs> that didn't make me feel very good. <laughs> and it's just sort of how we've yeah. said. I mean, yeah. if you're gonna keep the executive in the corner office who's sort of telling everyone I'm I'm not gonna change I'm anything. I'm doing whatever I'm the doing. hell I want. Right. Not, not only am I not only am I doing the right thing, I don't even care about doing anything different, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this I thought was interesting, and I want to get your take on this. So they asked, they said, okay, um, you know, they all agree that the Sharks are less of a contender this year than they have been in the past, but if they're going to be a playoff team, what do they need to add at the deadline? And Pollock said, a goalie. What? That's what he said. Wow. That's interesting. He said, if the Sharks had a goalie who could actually steal a few games in the playoff series, they might be a different team, which I thought was a very interesting comment. I mean, I'm paraphrasing him, obviously, but yeah. that was the gist of what he said, that, you know, Niemi can win a cup when he's got the Blackhawks in front of him. Right. But he's not able to pull it off with the Sharks in front of him. So would the Sharks be better off with a goalie? Now, he said he doesn't think that kind of player is available. That's right. So I mean, I mean, how many goalies are there like that? Well, <laughs> the the only name that came to mind, and I don't even think it's necessarily a good idea. I'm not. I got a name. A name immediately popped into my mind. I'm not advocating for this. Okay. All right. But the only name I thought of was Craig Anderson. That's exactly the name that I popped into my mind. The only person I thought of. Yeah. Because Ottawa. Why would Ottawa not care about him? <laughs> Craig Anderson nowhere. is Craig Anderson. He, he can. When he's hot... He almost stole that series when he was in Colorado. Yeah. I mean, he can completely dominate for weeks. Yeah. For weeks, you know? Kevin Weeks, is he available? <laughs> Possibly. So, I thought that was really interesting, dude. Yeah. Do, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you think the odds are of anything like that happening? A zero. <laughs> Me too. It's not going to happen. No. I don't think it's going to happen, but I thought it was an interesting comment from the beat writer basically saying... The goaltending for the Sharks is not good enough. And mm-hmm. does Doug Wilson agree with that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, the clock is ticking on Niemi's contract a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, with the deadline approaching, I, do, I don't think it would be shocking to see him move on if they've decided that he's not going to be part of a long-term plans. Right. If he's going to be a Clo, a Murray kind of casualty... At the deadline. Well, we're moving on. You know, does Staylock give the Sharks a good a chance to win in the playoffs as Niemi? I don't know the answer to that. Right. But if you're just going to keep Niemi around and you could get something for him, maybe they'll do that. I mean, we're looking at his stats right now. 914. That's average. Not, that's league average. Very, two, very five, average. three. That's got to be above league back. That's yeah. That that can't be. Good so stuff, right? It's, you know, it's over his career. Uh, it's, you know, less, both numbers are worse than his career average. So it's not, those aren't, those aren't eye-popping numbers. Those are very standard, like, league in the middle, standard middle Pull of the Craig pack. Anderson. <laughs> okay, so let's go see Craig Anderson here. Uh, uh, there he is, number six. Craig Anderson, number six with a 927. 
Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. 927 and a 239 goals allowed on a really crappy on team. On a bad team. Yeah. So, Antoniemi is tied for 23rd with Henrik Lundqvist. Ooh, that's great company. Yeah. <laughs> He's above Ryan Miller. Yeah. He's above Tuka Rask. He's having a surprisingly poor year. Right. So, it's just in, an, an interesting comment. Mm-hmm. I thought of an interesting comment by David Pollock. Too. Okay, dude, what do you got from print? From print, well, Kevin Curse wrote a little nugget today about how the Sharks are in the bottom third of the NHL in even strength scoring. Now, last year I looked up the Sharks were in the top third right. in even strength scoring. So can the Sharks sustain a playoff run by being in the bottom third of the NHL in even strength scoring? Not even close. Mm. And I think Louie also tweeted us the exact same snippet from Kurz saying the Sharks are a very bad five-on-five team right now. And since the number of penalties go down in the playoffs, you need to be decent five on five in order to have any sort of sustained run. I, I, you know, we seem to keep coming back to the same point, which is this is not a team that is built to go deep in the playoffs right now. This does not seem to be a team that could go far. I I know some people in, in the comment thread of last week's or the previous podcast, they said, well, by definition, they have a non-zero chance if they make the playoffs to win the cup. So it could happen. Of course, it could happen. Anything could happen. If you make the playoffs, anybody could win at that point. But, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm wouldn't. i not a betting man. I wouldn't put money on it. That's all I'm saying. And the Sharks don't seem to have those kinds of you know, second-order stats that look like they wouldn't survive a deep playoff run. You need breaks to go your way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think the first break for the Sharks would be to somehow avoid the Blackhawks, the Blues, or the Kings in the first round. Yeah. Can they do that? Maybe. I mean, maybe they draw the Ducks first and they and they get them and mm-hmm. they beat them because the Ducks are the weakest of those four teams, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. And then let's say Vancouver somehow beats the Kings and then you get Vancouver next. Yeah. I mean, could they beat Vancouver? Give them a better shot at that than beating the Kings. That's for sure. All right. Ryan Miller has not been great in the playoffs. So maybe they beat Vancouver. Could somebody knock off the Blackhawks? Possibly. Not likely. Not impossible. But it's not impossible. Nothing's impossible. What if Nashville's the one standing there at the end? Yeah, yeah. Well, would you feel okay about the Sharks versus Nashville? Of course. If the Sharks are going to have to go through L.A. and then... Um, I mean, the worst case scenario would be if they were the bottom wild card and the Blackhawks were the top seed. That's right. the worst case scenario. Then you got to go through Chicago, then probably St. Louis, and then L.A. again. Right. No. Yeah, that's no. Doesn't seem no like no one's going to survive that gauntlet. I, I mean, that's too much to ask, so. right? Yep. We got some more emails, dude. Dude, uh, Jason wants to know: Should the Sharks get Danny Heatley off of waivers? Um. Are you reading the 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 funny papers right now, dude, or is this an email? <laughs> Jason. Also, Jason put spelled Danny with two N's. Clearly oh, wrong. Jason. Jason. It's, one, um, it's, one but it's from his phone. Okay. I hope and and uh, and and he is uh, writing from his iPhone. He's okay. So yeah. let's give him a, give him a break. No, Danny Heatley. I don't think he's he's got nothing to contribute. I mean, he's. I think he scored like a Norfolk or something. No, <laughs> but, I mean he's it, a he's a total zero. That guy. I mean, no yeah. one no one's gonna want him. No one's gonna want him. I mean, he's. Yeah, yeah. Useless. His yeah. NHL career is over. 
it's it's Goodbye. over unless so he I would say does a no. I don't I don't think uh, Jay. I don't think the Sharks are going to be looking to pick up some sort of bargain fringe veteran. I I just I don't think right. Why when you're getting guys like Melker Carlson to contribute, why would you go and try and get a guy like Danny Healy? Like I would not want to take minutes away from Melker Carlson to give them to Danny Heatley at this point. And if you no. got Danny Heatley, that's what you would be doing. Because you're not going to suddenly put Heatley on the top line if he like can't even make the Ducks squad. If he can't even make the Ducks 21, why would you suddenly put him in the top six? Right. So yeah. you'd have to make him build up, which means you're taking minutes away from these from and these he's guys. A, he's a terrible defensive player <laughs> and plays right. with no heart. Right. So he he by definition is not a bottom six forward. Right. So. Right. No, I think he's done. Yeah, Michael says a Hockey Buzz article mentioned Toronto had talks with the Sharks about a possible trade involving a, quote, quality center. Just wondering what you guys think about it and which Sharks center they most likely be talking about. Dude, Dude I also saw on Hockey Buzz that there, I were can't photos any- of, there were photos of Bigfoot taking a bath <laughs> in the woods. Is anybody reading Hockey Buzz anymore? I'm so I was so surprised. This is like the first like Ooh. mention of Hockey Buzz I've heard in like years. Hockey Buzz is packed with lies. <laughs> I don't... I don't know what they could be talking about. You know, yep. but let's 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 indulge Eklund for a moment, shall we? Andrew Desjardins, he's a quality center. <laughs> he's a quality fourth line center. Who is a quality center? Pavelski? No way. All right? No way. Couture to Toronto, Canada's young star coming home. Okay? All right, so then who who comes back in that deal? Couture for... I don't know. What would you even entertain that for on I don't their even roster? Know. What would you? I wouldn't entertain anything. Nothing. I don't, I don't want any of their guys. Couture I, for. It's, it's funny reading James Myrtle because James Myrtle is constantly saying how like the uh, the Phil Kessel line is like one of the worst in hockey right now. Like it's terrible. It's like the the worst possession. One of the worst possession lines in hockey is the Phil Kessel line. So you wouldn't want any of those guys. Couture for JVR. JVR's on that line, dude. It's I know. Him, JVR, dude, and I'm Bozak. not. I'm not. I'm. I'm playing yeah. amateur GM right now. So you're rejecting all deals just flat out. Who do you want from Toronto? Nobody. Yeah, that's what I I'm, don't want anybody. That's what I'm saying. David Clarkson. <laughs> Let's say Clarkson and Phenom. No, biggest I contracts ever. That's not a a match that makes sense. Now, could that be a team that might be interested in Niemi at some point? Possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're still going to be kind of floating around the playoff picture and they're going to try and actually make it, mm-hmm. I don't know how Bernie has been doing. I don't think they've been doing great. I mean, that nope. whole situation's kind of been a mess. So, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that's a destination for him if we trade him. Yeah. Okay. More. Mike from Section 212. Is this me? Did I write this? <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Are you in 212? No. Oh. Uh, I realized last night was only one game, but if the future without Joe Thornton looks like that, then no thanks. There's no Joe. There has to be a true star to replace him. While it's early in the careers of Hurdle, Nieto, Goodrow, and Carlson, I don't see any of them rising to 60-plus point scores anytime soon. Where is that caliber player coming from? On a similar note, how can we make a playoff run with our defense? We need at least one, if not two more, top four defensemen, and please no more Scott Hannon. Where is this player going to come from? We don't get high draft picks, and no free agents seem to want to come here. So, dude, what do you what? How do you respond to Mike's concerns? 
Uh, Mike, you're right. We do not get high draft picks because we sort of middle around the... Because uh, the Sharks have been good. They've, they, been good. they've been playoff teams every year and since this 2003. Year, and this year, we're probably going to make the playoffs again right. as a very low seed. We're so we'll end up picking around 20, 16 to 20, yeah, right? 20-ish. So there you go. Um, and yeah, you're right. No free agent wants to come here. <laughs> Well, the Sharks also don't go and try and get free agents. Yeah, but I think they have tried, and yeah, no one wants to come here. That's the travel true. is a burden. Yeah, and uh, I think there's the taxes in the state are mm-hmm. not as fav- favorable as in some other situations. So, yeah. and the Pacific Division is hard. Yeah. It's brutal. It's tough. It, right now. It's tough to play in. So, uh, people aren't as interested. But to to your bigger point. About, I mean, the defense, I, I don't really know what to say. I mean, you know, I think the Sharks do have a, a, a good top four. Right. I'm happy with the top four. Mm-hmm. It's and, just the five and six are the problem. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, Scott Hannon, that was not, he was not supposed to be playing every night. Every night. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an issue. It's an issue. And even though he maybe played pretty well for a stretch, he's not going to be the solution. So, might they go out and get someone to fill that spot in a hockey trade like the Demers for Dylan trade was? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's possible. But are we going to see some other rental come in? I don't think so. No. I think that they're going to sink or swim with Tennyson, Mueller, and Hannon. And I mean, maybe. I mean, if they're not happy with that, then where's where's Taylor Doherty? Where's Taylor Fadun? I mean, like. No. Uh, Let's let these guys spin the wheel, you know, and see what happens. I mean, it it can't. Well, I guess it could hurt, but it might be worth a look. Yeah, right, dude. I I noticed. I don't know if you saw this, but Tampa sent back a Drasadel back to juniors. Yeah, this week. Yeah, which we such talk- a bizarre situation. I mean, we talked about it last. week. We're gonna week. get into Edmund. Let's finish this question real quick, dude. There's we're more. Talk- to, what else? Well, we, we didn't talk about where is this star going to come from to replace Joe. He's not going to be here forever. It has to come from internal. I mean, it has to come from picks. I, I I, mean, these, you know, it's not like this never happens. I mean, good players get older, good players leave, good players retire, and you try and promote from within, right? You try and give other guys like Couture and Pavelski the reins and get them to step up and give them uh, more support to help them become the number one guy. Uh, that's... I, I mean, that's what other teams do, right? You get a guy that, you know, you get uh, Marty St. Louis leaves Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay is doing fine without Marty St. Louis. And Marty St. Louis was without, I mean, it was Steven Samkos and Marty St. Louis scoring a truckload of points in Tampa Bay the last couple, three, four years. And Tampa Bay is doing just fine. So it's not like it's unprecedented for somebody to step up. So if Joe is gone, and you're, and he's, he's not going he's, anywhere. I know, but I I'm thought saying, we were but eventually, dude, I think eventually he's going to go in two years, right? Well, yeah. So is Couture going to be able to handle that? Like, is Couture is is Couture really a, a 60 or 70 point forward? Is he a 70 point forward in this league? Probably not. Right? I mean, last year he had 53 in 65 games. Okay? Yeah. So let's say he played all of them. That would put him in the 60s, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And his highest is 65. Can he step up and be a number one center, an 80-point player in this league? 
I don't know. I don't know if he can, you know, if he is able to do that. I mean, Pavelski has shown the ability to thrive as a winger with Joe Thornton. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, if, if Joe isn't here, then the Sharks are going to have to win a little bit more like they did when they went to the Stanley, uh, Stanley Cup, uh, or sorry, the Western Conference Finals uh, against the Avalanche. Remember right. that, dude? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. or who'd they end up with at the end there? I mean, they ended up, was it Colorado at the end? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it was. And they they weren't a high-scoring team. All Their highest-scoring players were in the 50s and 60s, you know? So uh, it's tough. Those guys don't grow on trees. I mean, that's why everyone wants to keep him. You know? But you do see guys step up. You know, I'm looking at the stats right now of Nick Foligno, okay? Nick Foligno has more points right now than Logan Couture, okay? Sure. Would you trade Logan Couture for Nick Foligno? Zero. Up? No. Of course not. Okay, so these things happen. These guys step up. Look at a guy like Kyle Pozo. I mean, he only has eight goals, but he has 34 points. He's doing well. Nick Foligno. Jamie Benn is, is scoring well, right? They have the, Jamie Benn, Ryan Johansson, Nick Foligno. They all have the same number of points as Pavelski and Thornton. You see these guys, they sort of come out of nowhere. Sometimes they're in a good pay- place. Look at Yuri Hudler. Yuri Hudler suddenly is scoring scoring points again. You get these guys in different situations, and they can step up. I, sure. don't, I don't see why the Sharks have to be a team that has nobody that ever does that. I mean, you see it all around the league all the time. Brian Little's got 30 points. He was great when he played for Atlanta, right? And now all of a sudden he's back. Right. So, you know, these guys, it ebbs and flows. Some guys get good. Some guys fade. It's not like, okay, well, uh, you know, Logan Couture will never have 90 points. So that means the Sharks are toast. I I don't I don't see that argument as being valid. It's about having a complete team. Right. And how the team functions as a unit. And, you know, I think that's been part of the problem. Right. So it is. Um, That's exactly part of you know, the problem. You can have an 80, 90 point player who you clearly miss when he's not there because I think the Sharks don't know how to function without him. Right. Right. Yep. And we'll see. Maybe they'll come out and, and have a real complete effort tomorrow night. I hope so because they, they need to beat Winnipeg. They need to beat them tomorrow night at home. I agree, dude. Let me see if there's any more emails or anything like that yeah okay so i think that's uh, pretty much it thanks for your questions uh you can you tweeted at us thanks for your tweets and all that kind of stuff uh chris mentioned that our positivity was probably short-lived i believe he's right oh uh world juniors dude we got a tweet about world juniors yeah, have you been I, watching any of that no i don't have the nhl network <laughs> damn you damn Uvers. but there's certainly more sharks prospect players involved this year than there have been in the past and that's true and some of them are having a a, a positive contribution uh noah rod yeah you know for switzerland mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. playing well yep right um goldobin is out there uh Mirko Mueller is out there julius bergman and julius bergman is playing for sweden that's so right. uh sharks having four players in world junior this year is exciting and um I sure wish I could watch it. I would <laughs> I if know. I could. Yeah. But Not damn you, verse. <laughs> I know. Dude, um, what else do we have here? Oh, um, I wanted to ask you, dude, if you have, if the show, didn't, don't we usually do a New Year's resolutions, the first uh, show of the year? 
Oh, we do. Yeah. The, what New Year's resolutions are related to the Sharks, either for you or what New Year's resolutions should the Sharks have? What New Year's resolutions should the Sharks have? Yeah. Mm, okay. I Well, I think the first New Year's resolution is to form an actual identity as a team. <laughs> yeah. Form an identity as a team. Instead of being um, an actor who wears many costumes <laughs> and is unable to decide if it's a comedy or tragedy tonight, uh, they need to have some sort of identity. I mean, the, we're talking about the Sharks teams, the Owen Nolan Sharks teams. The, that team had an identity. They mm-hmm. were really damn hard to play against. Mm-hmm. They were really a very tough matchup, and they might not have been the best team, but nobody wanted to play them. They were, they were hard to play against. And I think the Sharks are not hard to play against mm-hmm. physically and mentally. You know, they have the knock of being weak. So mm-hmm. they need to get an identity. There's still time to come together. Another trip to Tahoe. <laughs> Dude, what's your resolution for the Sharks? I, they need better neutral zone play. Because I was listening to the analytics podcast on TSN. And they said actually the Sharks, <laughs> this was a couple weeks ago. And the Sharks actually are very good at maintaining possession in the offensive zone and creating multiple scoring chances in a single offensive zone possession. And they are one of the very best in the league at that. And surprisingly, Chicago is not a very good team in that regard. But Chicago is absolutely dominating in the neutral zone, and the Sharks aren't. And how they measure all that stuff is pretty difficult uh, to explain and go into. Um Needless to say, there are certain things that that uh, that people do in order to sample the games and, and to determine these kinds of things. But the Sharks are not a very good neutral zone team right now. And I think we definitely saw that against St. Louis. They give up the puck a lot in the neutral zone. They make these terrible neutral zone turnovers. They make these 60, 70-foot passes that are picked off at center ice. Everybody turns the other way, and all of a sudden, it's an odd man rush. I think the Sharks need to button it down in the neutral zone. I'm not saying they need to become like a boring left-wing lock team. But they at least need to take care of business a little bit better in that area or else they're going to be a team with with some talent and the ability to maintain possession in the offensive zone that gives up a truckload of chances going the other way and ends up losing 7-2, which is what what happened against St. Louis. I have another resolution, dude. Oh, yeah? Doug Wilson needs to continue the trend of identifying veteran players who are no longer useful to the team and getting rid of them. Right. He's been very good at that. You know, in recent years, you know, he, he, you know, talked about him cutting bait with Murray, Klo, mm-hmm. Tori Mitchell, Devin mm-hmm. Setaguchi. He got rid of those guys at exactly the right time and was able to extract value for, for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, made me happy that Dan Boyle had a good game last night, by the way. I was very happy yeah. about that. He's, yeah. he's kind of turning around a little bit. So who are those players this year? We'll see. You know, are the Sharks just going to stand pat? Are they going to continue to get, quote unquote, younger and, you know, doing that, you know, I put a giant circle around Auntie Niemi's name because he is the high-profile, unrestricted free agent on this team that could fetch the biggest return on the open market to a team looking to potentially upgrade with a veteran playoff-tested goalie. So will the Sharks pull the trigger on that and give the reins to Alex Stalock and Troy Grosnick mm-hmm. for a playoff run that I think we all know is a bit of a dead end street unless yeah. they get exactly the right matchup. Right. So uh, we'll see. 
that I, I think that is a resolution. Continue. And if they believe that Niemi's the guy, well, then, you know, you cast your lot. But mm-hmm. I don't think they think he is. And we'll see if they cut bait, dude. Yeah. Dude, I have a personal resolution regarding the podcast. Okay. Dude, I want to actually try and promote the podcast this year. Who are you? Where is my friend Mike? <laughs> I know. Who are you? Someone, <laughs> what have you done with Mike? I know. I know. It's amazing, right? You want to promote the podcast? I sit next to people at the Sharks games. I talk to people about the Sharks. And you're anonymous. And I never mention the fact you that we You never have... say anything. I never do. Like, uh... I need to change it, dude. I need to try something different. So how are you going to approach this? I'm actually going to talk to people. What? I know. You're going to engage people in, in a cold conversation? It's going to be hard for me. But You're just going to go up to some guy eating nachos on the concourse and be like, hey, uh, what kind of apps do you have on your phone? You <laughs> baby like steps, dude. I'm not going to be able to. Podcasts? Baby steps. I don't think I'm going to be able to go there. <laughs> but I think if I'm talking to someone about the sharks, I might actually try and tell them, hey, if you like the sharks, you might like a sharks podcast. And okay, but are you are you gonna say it like this? Hey, if you like the sharks, you might like a sharks podcast. There's a really good one that I listen to called Dudes on Hockey. Or are you gonna say if you like the sharks, you might like a sharks podcast? You know, I record one with my buddy in my spare room. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with the first one. <laughs> sometimes we wear pants, sometimes we don't. <laughs> <laughs> what are we wearing tonight? No one knows because we're no, not videotaping. We're not it. videotaping. Where is Chris? Dude, I'm with you. Are you? I am me? on board. Are you going to try and promote yes, the podcast? Absolutely. We used to have business cards. Uh, I yeah. still have some. I think I have some somewhere. Okay. I'm hoping that you and the listeners can hold me accountable for this resolution because I think if you're going to have a goal for something, you need to be held accountable for it. Well, let's have the listeners join in. I'm hoping the listeners might help with this promotion. And, and there's a couple different ways you can do that. One, obviously, you can tell a friend. That would be nice. Another thing you can do is you can like us on Facebook if you haven't already. And we post, you know, when we post a new podcast, it gets posted to Facebook and Twitter. You can tell people about those feeds. Another thing you can do for us, if you are so inclined, is you can leave reviews of the podcast on iTunes. And that actually helps us in terms of iTunes rankings uh, when people, say, are looking for a hockey podcast. If we have a very good ratings and actually we do have excellent ratings right now it's always great to have more of them and more positive ones that would be great so if you want to help us out and you want to help me in my personal quest to grow as a podcaster i would very much appreciate it if you want to leave a bunch of negative reviews i honestly can't stop you so either way i'm hoping people will join me on this quest to grow the podcast because you know i have people tell me hey you know what i listened to your podcast the other day and i go yeah and they go it was really good. And I'm like, come on, you know? <laughs> and then, no, they're like, no, really. It's really, really good. So I'm actually going to try and start believing these people. And I'm going to try and tell other people, hey, you should listen. I'm proud of you. Thanks, dude. We'll I'm see how long this lasts. I support you 100%. <laughs> see how long this lasts. You can do it, dude. February 1st. Before we leave, yeah. let's talk about the butthole of the earth, the Edmonton Oilers. Ah. <laughs> All right. Ah. Who have made a coaching change. Yeah. And they can hang their hat on now only losing by one goal and playing more competitively. I liked reading that little bit of positivity (laughs) on the internet. But, dude, they have done two extremely, three extremely bizarre things 
in the last week, dude. Yes. And let's start with what you mentioned. They sent Leon Dreisaitl, who they first refused to allow him to play in the World Junior. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let him go play in the tournament. And now they're going to send him back to junior hockey yep. and eat a year of his contract yep. in the process. Yep. Explain why. I can't explain this. They got enough. I mean, they got enough young guys. Maybe they don't need another why one. Why not let him play in World Junior? That I don't understand. I think maybe they, they made this decision so late that they just uh, they couldn't pull their head out in time. So they're a complete bunch of morons. They're a league of morons. Agreed. Basically. All right? Yep. Now, Derek Roy. Yes. <laughs> the veteran player has played on basically every team in the last four years. Uh-huh. Was waived by Nashville. You could pick him up for free. Yeah. They don't. Instead, they trade. <laughs> they trade Derek Roy. Mark, the- no, they trade Mark Arcabello. Yeah. A young, like a young, like the first or second year player. Right. Who's played regularly for them this year to Nashville for Derek Roy, who was available for free on waivers just the day before. Explain. Yeah, what? Really? I don't get that at all. Like, wh- is there? what's the benefit? The reasoning, supposedly, is that, and I don't know if this is even true, but if they picked him up on waivers, they could not trade him at the deadline. That's and, true. And That's true. If they trade for him... Then they can trade him and again. And they rehabilitate the career of Derek Roy, uh-huh. they could then turn around and trade him for a fifth rounder. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so instead, they gave up. they gave up on a young player... Do you, what do you think happened like, to what why do, uh, is uh, Roy's contract up at the end of this he's year? It's a one year contract. Okay. What why I mean, how much value are you really going to get if you trade him? How is again? this guy How is this sense. guy going to help you? <laughs> one is not going to help you too. Who, who else is going to trade for him? Who's he's cleared who? waivers? <laughs> you know no one else wants him cuz he cleared. Acidine. Yeah, stupid. Now, you turn around and trade David Perron to mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Yep. For a first. Yep. Which would and be like the 28th pick. Rob Klinkhammer. <laughs> yeah. Rob. I love that guy's name. The second time this guy's been traded this in like the last month, by the way. Yeah. Rob Klinkhammer. The hammer. Klinkhammer. Ends up in Edmonton, dude. Is that enough of a return for David Perron? Rob Klinkhammer. A guy who basically is essentially useless. He said he's a, he's a 13th forward mm-hmm. and a first which is also, I feel like, to Edmonton, essentially useless. You know, I think that's probably roughly the right value. <laughs> what, did, what did David Perron get traded for when he went to the Oilers? I th- <laughs> This is a good question. Let's see if I can remember. I think he was traded for uh, Magnus Pajarvi. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. Am and... And a second round draft pick, Magnus Payarvi. And, and if I remember round. correctly, look this up. I think Payarvi is uh, n- was waived this year too. Yeah. So he's not even in the league anymore. Right. Or he's not. He's playing in the HL. Mm-hmm. I think. All right. I can't mm, even tell. I don't see any so, any stats from um, this year. But David Perron, dude. I mean, are we maybe we're overvaluing him. I mean, this guy. Uh, 42 points in 2011. He had last year he had 57 points, almost 30 goals. Yeah. Uh, 
has this guy ever actually played with like a real center? Is he going to play with Sidney Crosby and or Evgeny Malkin? Probably. I think so. So is this going to be the Patrick Hornquist factor here? Could be. Where this guy who has talent is going to blow up in Pittsburgh? Just completely blow up. Is he the new Lee Stempniak? Is he the new Chris Kunitz? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. A great deal for Pittsburgh. I think it's a good deal for Pittsburgh. Nothing to lose. Yeah. And the thing, the problem I have with it, from Edmonton's standpoint, is like they they need another first-round pick. Like they need a hole in the head. I know. They just don't need that. (laughs) They need like... They need a decent player. Like a a guy like... They need a decent player. Like a guy like, oh, I don't know, David Perron. (laughs) (laughs) And you end up getting Rob Klinkhammer back? It's just, it's not good. Yeah, it's really so, not. I, you know, honestly, when I heard that, that they shipped him, and he was traded from the Blues, and and I guess he was only on uh, Edmonton for a full season, something like my spidey sense tingled, and I thought, he's not like a good dude. Like, people don't like him. Like, on a personal level, or there's something else about David Perron that people don't like. Obviously, that is pure speculation on my part. I have no... I have no information that lends any credence to that theory, but like that guy could just be one of those guys that like everybody hates or something. Like that's that's what I thought of. It's like this is a guy that scored 28 goals last year and he's a good player and St. Louis could use a guy that scored 28 goals and they shipped him and the Oilers could use a decent veteran player and they shipped him. So something says this guy's tainted in some way. Hmm. That's that's my only theory. And maybe, you know, the Penguins, when they have they have so many like good veteran players, they can squash all that because no one's going to take on Crosby. You know, it's like the guy's a god. I just love how Edmonton is you know, trying to reshape their roster by getting rid of good players. <laughs> like, ah, like, oh, hey, uh, let's get rid of an actually you know useful second line winger and not trade any of the guys who are actually probably the problem, right? Which are the and the guys who have real value? It's so bizarre. I know. You know, I I enjoy their uh, their crappiness. All right, dude. Well, we're gonna see St. Louis again uh, Mm, this coming Thursday. So we have Winnipeg, and then oh, we got we are on the road. That's right. Oh, I thought we were at home tomorrow night. No. Ooh, this this Winnipeg, Minnesota, and St. Louis on this short road trip. Then we're home against the Rangers, and then we're away in Arizona, and then we're back home for a while. So. This little short road trip is going to be really interesting because Minnesota was a team that we thought were going to be good. They haven't really done well. Winnipeg is right up there with the Sharks in the standings, and St. Louis is a team that just spanked us. So I'm interested, especially in those two games. Yeah, I'm not feeling very good about it, which means we'll probably get six points. (laughs) Yeah, because what do we know? (laughs) Clearly nothing. Recommend us to your friends. I promoted it, dude. I promoted it. Thanks, dude. We'll be back again next week. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.